Well, I'll tell you what, you know, who else had a good weekend was uh, the royal family with that extravagant wedding. Oh, my God. I was so excited. Live streaming it at four in the morning Saturday. No. no. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Business Boys. I'm one of your hosts, Spencer Eyre. Hope you all had a great long weekend, a royal weekend. Uh, I know I certainly did. As always, joining me is my co-host, Jimmy Mellos. Jimmy, how was your long royal weekend? Oh, it was royal indeed. Gorgeous, gorgeous weekend in Montreal. Um, had uh, three days, which was lovely. Saw my grandma, got some nice home-cooked Greek food. Uh, saw Papa, Papa Mellos. He's doing good. Chilled in the park, played some ball with my bro, got some work done. Good, good wholesome all-around weekend for me. That is fantastic. Yeah, I... a little, little barbecue also. Can't go ah, what did you barbecue? Uh, John, my bro, uh, my bro barbecued some some burgers. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, what I did do on Sunday is I, for the first time ever, I made some sangria for myself. Well, I, oh. and I, I wasn't alone. I had a female companion, um, but it was my first time making sangria. So that was uh, kind of interesting. I don't think I made it properly, to be honest. I think I kind of screwed it up. But you know, well, I know I, I drank it and I got pretty buzzed. So I know your mom has this like fantastic, you know, homemade sangria mix. Yeah, that I, don't, she I don't think swears it's that by. Good. Did you go with that one? <laughs> no, no. I just I kind of just winged it. I, sorry, mom, but I don't think her sangria is that good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, so so here's what I did. I kind of just uh, bought you know, a bottle of wine and some Sprite and then like a crap load of fruits, different, an assortment of fruits. And yeah, I just, just threw it all into a big bowl because I didn't have a pitcher and let it ferment for a little bit. And uh, yeah, it was decent, I must say. Nice. You know what yeah, I did? You got to get, get some OJ in there, like a little bit of ah, OJ that's... with like, with like a spruits of seven up and then, uh, yeah, the fruits are always delicious. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know if, you, if I OJ needed juice too. because the fruit seemed like enough juice. You know, I had like some oranges in there too, you know. But what I didn't expect to happen, which is pretty stupid of me looking back, was that the fruit soaks up like a, at least a quarter of the out of the drink. Ah, uh, yeah. So Did you eat the fruits after? Like a, a little bit, but then it just kind of gets disgusting after a while. But yeah, I put, uh, what did I put in there? Orange, I put grapefruit, a peach in there. <laughs> peach? <laughs> Why not, man? I was literally going down the fruit aisle in the grocery store, which I, I don't frequent too often, and I was just throwing different fruits in my basket. Nice. Sounds, yeah. like, a, sounds like a nice little soiree. Ah, I was fine. Uh, you, you know what? It was an experiment, and it worked out. it worked out okay. I don't nice. think it was amazing, but it wasn't terrible. In, in other news, I had another drink on Sunday. I had a fully loaded Caesar. So I had this massive Caesar at, at a restaurant, which I won't name because I, I'm going to rip on it a little bit. But the Caesar had, it was a massive Caesar. It was in a liter glass. It had like a piece of pizza, a lobster tail, like a pepperette with some cheese, um, pickled bean, it had like the whole nine yards. Yeah, no kidding. And 
I started off, I was so excited. And the lobster tail was actually pretty good. The pizza was pretty garbage, but still like, it was like a little bit of a meal before. I was super excited. And then the actual Caesar was pretty shit. <laughs> oh yeah so it's like like when you get a book and like the back of the book it looks so good and the like the cover's all nice and that and then you read the book and it's it's just okay so like what like what was it like did they because i know some places like i go will use like because in canada we do the like the what do you call it tabasco but like some places put like um they actually put the what's that horseradish did they do that or like what was it like was it watery <laughs> Yeah, that that's exactly it. You nailed it. I I don't know the oh, yeah? exact ingredients that was in the Caesar, but it was it wasn't strong enough. Number one, and it was a bit too watery. Oh okay. Oh, it wasn't the horseradish. It was yeah, it, it might okay. have not had any horseradish. It just it just lacked a bit of flavor, and I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, well, I think like when they get when you get the watery ones, that's just like some weak ass bartending because it's like you you don't want to go too heavy on the ice. Because then it, it, it fucking melts and you want to go vodka, then you put the ice or you put the vodka on top of the ice, it melts and makes it watery. Yeah. I, you know what? I think it's like the drink is, it's more for like all the accoutrement you get with it, you know? Yeah. But, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't always chase excellence, you know? For you know, I, I, I preach to the choir over here, man. I was, <laughs> my mood changed from extremely excited to, eh. Moderately yeah. pleased. Yeah. If, <laughs> if that, if that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what, are you, what are you drinking over there today? Yeah, well, this uh, this drink came recommended. I've seen them around. It's a, it's a craft beer. It's called La Fin du Monde, which I've seen it around all the way down to the Bay Area in San Francisco. Um, Fin du Monde is a really popular beer that's uh, growing, you know, uh, all across North America, here from Quebec. Um, and my buddy, uh, Mr. Uh, Frankie Valela, was the one. He's an avid listener of the podcast. Asked him, uh, you know, for a recommendation for the drink of the day. He suggested La Fin du Monde. Uh, Frankie Valela, for those of you who don't know him, is an extremely handsome, cuddly, and uh, just well-rounded individual. Um, computer science guy. So if you're looking for computer science people, I mean, dedicated hard worker. Played basketball alongside him at, uh, at my high school. And if you're uh, a lady... Looking for love in Toronto. <laughs> I mean, Frankie's a new man in the city of Toronto. Oh, he's in, uh, he's in Toronto ago. now. I like he's it. He's in Toronto now. Just moved there. So uh, if you're a bro looking for some fun, if you're a lady looking for some loving, or a hardcore business looking for the next comp side genius, Frankie Valela, look no farther. Well, you know what? I, th- I think we got to get uh, I th- this wonderful gentleman on the show, maybe. Quick oh, absolutely. Quick yeah. talk some comp side. Drink yeah, a few Saint Dumont's, which is oh, in English yeah. the end of the world. So mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, great, great title for a beer, great name. Yeah, and it, it is delicious. I've like like really, really tasty. Um, it's like a, it's a Belgian style triple ale. Um, the grocery store next to my place only had the 750 milliliter version, which is why you heard the cork pop, and it's a nine percent, extra strong. So I'll probably be pretty tipsy at the end of this. Um, <laughs> oh, it's 9%. Wow. Yeah, 9%, man. La fin du monde, man. This is coming to me at the end of this fucking podcast. It's, uh, it, it recreates the style of beer originally developed in the Middle Ages by tap, Trappist monks for special occasions. Ah. A golden ale, mildly yeasty with notes of malt, fruit, and spice, followed by a smooth, dry finish. Very interesting description. 
Well, I'll tell you what, you know who else had a good weekend was uh, the royal family with that extravagant wedding. Oh my God, I was so excited. Live streaming it at four in the morning Saturday. No. no. I'm, I'm just kidding. I I, I, I watched the uh, YouTube stream. I literally just like fast forward to like the main part and then I got bored. I, I watched it for like two minutes. Um, Prince Harry rocking this <laughs> sweet British like military outfit they get married in. Totally, and... totally picturing you right now with a snuggie <laughs> and a fucking <laughs> thing of Hagen Dazs. I wanted to see your dress, man. It was <laughs> it was massive. It was, the, it was the biggest, longest dress I've ever seen. There was like four kids carrying the back of the dress. I don't know how she didn't trip over herself walking upstairs. Maybe they did like four takes and she did fall. <laughs> it's possible the stream was like six hours long and the actual wedding was like 30 minutes oh just, so what's the other five and a half hours uh you know it's like random people that i don't know walking in and like everyone's like oh there's the duke of x and there's the duchess of y and i'm like who are these people um and then they all pull up in like sweet 1920 like ford model t's or whatever and yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It was, I mean, I can't give a really good recap because I didn't really watch any of the ceremony. <laughs> Speaking of the royal family, you had asked me a, a question the other day, and being the diligent researcher I am, um, you'd ask me, "Does the royal family have a last name?" I, yeah, I don't. That I don't shit. think they do. So before 1917, a little history lesson: the British royal family had no last name at all. That year, King George V, I can't read no Roman numerals, uh, 10 or 5? It's a 5. Okay. King George V decreed that the family surname would be Windsor. So very, today's very royals, royal. they still don't need a last name because they're like, technically they're just like popular as fuck. But technically it's Mountbatten <laughs> Windsor, a blend of the queen and her husband's surnames. All right. All so right. I put together a little royal family quiz for you here, my man. Perfect. I'm going to get like zero. I know nothing. Aren't you like British of British descent? Yeah. It doesn't mean I know anything about the queen and, and the royal family. All right. Which is why I'm giving you 75 points each. There's a total of four questions and there are three of them are multiple choice. All right. Cool. Question Let's number go. one. The royal family must keep at least six of these at the Tower of London. A. Lynx, B, Ravens, C, Lions, bird? or what? D, Robins. These are, these are actual animals? Yes. Okay, well, it's obviously not Lynx or Lions. What was it? Ravens? What was the last one? Robins. I'll go with Ravens because, uh, yeah, I don't know. Raven. Correct. You are correct, sir. They always must keep six Ravens at the Tower of London. Oh, I would not. Uh, I would not be happy to be in that tower. That's for sure. <laughs> that's so Raven. <laughs> Question number two: Michelle Obama, LeBron James, and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Did I say that right? Ed Sheeran or Sheeran? Uh, yeah, I think you got it right. Okay. Have broken this rule about the royal family: a, no shorts or skirts; two, no elbows at the dinner table; three. <laughs> No spilling tea or four. No touching. No touching. You are correct, sir. 
I'm really bad I, at fake answers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta step up your game. I'm seeing right <laughs> through all the BS right now. Okay, this one's not multiple choice. All right. What type of X. material can they not wear? Oh gosh. Um really this one's not multiple choice. I don't know. I don't even know a type of material. Like silk? Wrong. The answer is, but not a real fur dress that's cruel. Fur coat that's cruel. <laughs> they can't wear fur. Ah, okay. Can't that wear that fur. makes sense. Question number four, final question, is about dinner etiquette. Ooh. Um, is it... So it's one of these, okay? A, you cannot eat until the queen finishes one glass of wine. <laughs> cannot eat after the queen is done. C... There shall be no leftovers left on the plate, or D, all of the above. B. Fuck. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get better at fake answers. Okay, uh, so I, I thought I was gonna fail that quiz. Three times seventy-five points. You were up twenty-five points on me last week. I think four hundred to three seventy-five. So that puts you up uh, a wee bit there. Distancing myself, running away with it on good intuition. Perhaps my British British heritage came into play there. Yeah, I'm pumped. That was awesome. It's like, you know, when they say like, you know, like they talk about evolution and how you can transfer memories and stuff like that. Like sure. you didn't know, but you know, you know. Well, I mean, you know, it's the, the typical multiple choice strategy. You got to wean out the weak ones and then go with your gut. There you go. Anyways, let's talk some news, man, because I know you've, you've been pretty pumped with Google News. Yeah, yeah. Google News. Yeah. I talked about it last week. I checked it out. I was I was loving it. They use the, They have different sections for the different type of business uh, news you can get. You get business news. You can get like local news, world news, North American news. The only thing I didn't love was that that I liked more about Facebook is that you can like follow pages. But then, oh, wait, you can also follow pages. Like, I can go look up TechCrunch and stuff like that. So, really immersive. Lots of stuff you can do. Um, give, a, I guess, the reverse of a rage week and give <laughs> mad props to Google News. So, uh, I suggest getting on there. Get your news. Scroll down the app. Way better than anything I've seen so far. All those AI algorithms are just hooking you up, man. Yeah. Yeah. Really like it. Is that, yo, is that... Is Ru- I haven't seen Rusty today. Is he around? Yeah, he actually. Uh, we pre-recorded his um, his little bit, so he's oh, not okay. around. But we do have a quick recap from him. So I guess you want to play the recap now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Welcome to another market recap with your man Rusty. U.S. and North Korea talks kept progressing as NK announced they would dismantle their nuclear test site this month. Ongoing trade talks between China and the U.S. are also somewhat progressing as China announced plans to boost their U.S. imports to help reduce the trade deficit. NAFTA, on the other hand, is not looking too good. Update to come shortly. Canadian inflation inched down slightly to 2.2% year-over-year in April and retail sales rolled 0.6% for March. The 10-year treasury yields kept climbing as it hit a 7-year high of 3.1%, and share buybacks reached a record $178 billion in the first quarter, surpassing the previous peak in 2007. It was a retail-heavy earnings week. 
Home Depot missed sales estimate due to, a colder due to colder weather, but reaffirmed its full year guidance. Macy's rallied on strong earnings guidance and comparable sales increases. Walmart reported a huge e-commerce growth of 33%, but shares edged down as margins continue to shrink. JCPenney offered a gloomy outlook for the rest of the year, and the loss of their CEO to Lowe's today sent the shares in a free fall. Campbell's Soup's subpar results led to their CEO being ousted and its stock being hammered. Tractor maker Deere & Co. reported strong sales, slightly hurt by higher freight and material costs. WeChat owner Tencent beat estimates on strong gaming revenue and announced that its social network has surpassed 1 billion users. Cisco dropped 4% after their servicing revenue disappointed. That's all for today, folks. All the best. Rusty. So I guess since we're just like popping the recording and like we can just like move on, right? Like, yeah, we can move on. Um, before we get into business, do we want to talk a little more jargon? What what do we got here? What, what do we got? What can we talk about? Uh, summer grinding, uh, the Pope. What, what kind of grinding? Like like working hard or like yeah, not like Sean Paul, not like Sean Paul grinding. You know, like like. Like the grind, rise and grind, bro. Millennial oh, yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, it's. I find it's just it's just tough in Canada to get the summer grind on because it's like, it's like a two month summer, you know. It like gets nice for two months and then you're back at like you know. So, it's it, like that that feeling that you like, man, I really should get outside is just like tenfold because it's 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 fleeting in every moment. Yeah, I completely disagree. Like for me, the winter is way harder to be productive because I'm like, it's dark when you wake up. It's dark when you leave work. It's just depressing as crap. At least in the summer, you wake up. It's like nice out. You can like go out, have a coffee outside and you're like, ah, this is great. You know, like I get a bunch of work done and, you know, go sit outside tonight. But in the winter, I'm just literally depressed for like six months. Yeah, no, I feel you. I do understand where you're coming from. I just find like with the like when when you hear like the the birds are chirping and the and the people are playing and the basketballs are dribbling, like it's just hard to sit at the desk. Yeah, so I, I, I can agree with that. Except for the birds, I mean, I would not mind if every single bird in the world died. Yeah, except you're, like cool you're big scared birds. shitless of birds. Eh? Yeah, I I, I, don't, I don't like <laughs> birds at all. And, and to be clear, it's not all birds. I just don't like small birds. Like up to like pigeon size, like bald oh, eagles. Like hawks yeah, those are cool. Are yeah, fun. those are badass. Yeah, those those are those are cool. It's just those little birds that, especially the little finches in houses. Uh, those just scare the crap out of me. Oh my god, it's so scary. Anyways, I find the best thing for for summer is just like if especially like if you live in like a place where it gets super cold in the winter, like you just don't want to like you just want to live hashtag no regrets, you know like. If it, like the worst thing you can do is if you're sitting there not getting work done because you want to go outside, but not going outside because you want to get work done, like you're just going to end the day in like a miserable mood because you didn't do either. So just don't hesitate. Do what you need to do. Get what you need to get done. Plan accordingly. Have your have to do's with the deadlines. But like if you if you're not getting work done and you want to go outside, go outside. Don't get work done. Play. Enjoy. And then when it's time to get your work done, you'll you'll know that you have enjoyed part of the summer and that you can just sit back down and get work done with a big fat smile on your face. How do we 
Where do we settle on this? Kind of on the uh, summertime thing. I, I just thought of this because I, I think it's a bit silly. Where, where, where do you come off on people who jog like outside downtown? You know, and there's tons of lights and traffic and they're they're like jogging on the spot at traffic lights. Like, don't just go in the treadmill and don't, I get you want to be outside, but can you find a nice, you know, path or something? Yeah, well, okay. So, okay. <laughs> if we're going to go there, we're going to go there. Okay, first of all, the treadmill is like the worst thing in the world. I used to run to Mount Royal, which is like, for those of you who don't know, it's a mount. And it's royally <laughs> awesome. It's a great description. It's a mount. <laughs> It's a it's a mountain, but no, like what I think you're trying to say is there's no there's no like cars and roads on it, right? There's right, trails. But like you still have to run through downtown to get there. So like if you're just like it's running like down like a busy to street run. <laughs> to get there, like it's fine. Like jog there. Like you're not gonna walk there. You're going for a jog. But like if you're running down like Saint Denis on like eight o'clock at night on a fucking Friday, like. Like, you're just like, why? Like, why are you getting in people's way? Go on a quiet street or like just run on the street in opposite traffic and just make everyone a little bit happier. <laughs> and isn't running, I don't know, I'm not a personal trainer or anything. Isn't like jogging the, one of the worst forms of exercise? I, I, I can't do it. Like, personally, like, I mean, it, like, I find for exercise, you got to just do what you like to do and whatever gets you moving. But for me, that's not running. I'm too big and my joints are way right, too painful right. to get a good workout in but i feel yeah, like it interval does like training break down your works body. a lot better than just going for interval like interval training like if you were to go on the treadmill or the bike and do like 10 second sprint you know like 50 seconds easy then like 20 second sprint because that like spikes the heart rate and you're you're changing when you're just jogging at a constant um medium slow pace are you, are you like what are you really doing you're not gonna get it's, it's not a good workout, I don't think. I mean, personally for me, it's not. Like, I can never get my heart rate up enough, like, just running. Some people, I mean, I, I like, I know people who are in f- fucking fantastic shape that just go on, like, 10K runs and they look f- fucking amazing. So, I like, it's, it's, it's hard to tell, you know. You just got to do what, I guess, suits you. But on a personal level, I fuck running, man. I once had a debate with a human who I don't respect that he, he was going for a run downtown a little yog in the busy city. And I was debating with him that me sitting on my balcony, smoking a few cigarettes and having a drink that I was less likely to uh, die than him going for a run. Like, well, cause his whole thing was like, Oh, you what? should, you shouldn't like go have a drink and smoke. You should go for a run. And I'm like, why? Cause smoking's going to kill me. You have a much higher chance of dying when you're going for a jog. You can get hit by a car. You could have a heart attack. You can slip on some banana peel and like break your neck. Like it's really the chance of me dying on my balcony, just sitting there smoking and drinking is very low. I mean, I'm trying to Google this now, but (laughs) I I, I feel like if you're asking me what amounts to more deaths each year, smoking or running, I I, I would have to choose smoking. Like, I I don't know. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. Maybe, maybe. Okay, let's 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 right, 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 right. You want to talk? Uh, let's let's yeah, talk well, about PayPal, PayPal bought iZettle. Yeah, two point two billion dollars. iZettle is a European startup that sells mobile credit card readers and other payments. I, I ne- never, by the way, I never heard of iZettle before this transaction. I neither have I. <laughs> Big acquisition. Yeah, that's a lot of cash. Billion. 
Yeah. It's not a quiche moolah. Um, I mean, Square, I've used it. You know, used it on the field, selling uh, selling some drink. Um, You've used Izettle or Square? I use Square. Ah, so how do you use Square when you sell merchandise? Well, it's like, it's just like a payment processor. So, like, you know, you say like, oh, it's 80, like, you know, it's 180, 22, and then you swipe their card. It's just like a, a credit card payment thing. Oh, okay. So you don't have to like yeah. e-transfer or use PayPal or anything? Right. Right. It's a way for like little, like little, like small businesses to collect money with their iPhone essentially. So it right. plugs. So it's like this little thing. It plugs into where your headphones go. And you it's also the a way for people to use their Bitcoin to buy illegal shit. Yeah. I, I don't know much about that, but probably. Boy, that nuclear missile I ordered. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, it, it's good for small businesses. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see that, uh, you know, PayPal is going to get into that. There's other companies getting into the game too of like, you know, mobile payments and on the go payments. Amazon, they want to send cash through Alexa. So keep, and you keep your money in a little Amazon branded checking account. Apple, of course, apparently they're on the verge of a, a joint yeah. credit card with Golden Sachs. And that's a joint, like they're going to be sharing it. Not, you have to smoke a joint to use it. So it's going to be tied with Apple Pay. And then Facebook has its own team now. To understand the power of blockchain to create its own crypto for payments. Um, Interesting. I mean, Interesting. Yeah. I think with the acquisition, um, is it just, is it like increase of technology and like that? Or is it just kind of, you know, increasing their reach? It's a European one. I, I think it's British, if I'm not mistaken. Is it more of a horizontal merger type thing versus vertical? Um, it said that they would start like they said that PayPal would allow them working with eyes that allow them to start working with like I think it was like five hundred thousand stores or something like that. Not a, an insanely huge amount, but pretty pretty hefty that allows them to get into the European market a bit more. Um, I think it's just I mean PayPal has the software they do online payments for a bunch of stuff, but I think now having the you know the hardware added to it just allows them to compete more with square in a more broad way instead of just online payments starting to get into more of the the small stores and shops and you know mom mom and pop shops too well sure um, sure probably probably it's probably just a battle i mean i'm i'm sure square is going to try and get in the other way around um maybe there'll only be one after a little while who knows or maybe one of these other huge tech companies is going to dominate the shit out of them i mean it's been like, paypal's had a lot of like people trying to get at them uh trying to take them over for many years they've always persisted so i wouldn't be too worried if i was a paypal shareholder oh yeah i i don't think it's a it's a it's an industry where there is can only be one player i i honestly think that so it's you know, not it's like, not the highlander <laughs> you've never seen that movie have you no okay. <laughs> i tried to just laugh it off <laughs> And then you just left me there. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Izettle. Cool name. Yeah. Let's talk about something we both like and probably <laughs> shouldn't like. Uh, is that the United States of America passed a bill that will legalize sports betting in, I want to say, uh, multiple states. I don't know if it's all the states yet or whatnot. But it's looking like it might be uh, fully legalized. 
Um, obviously good for DraftKings, FanDuel, for those of y'all who like to play uh, fantasy sports. Uh, definitely good for casino operators. Probably a little bad for the public. I mean, the degenerates. And uh, curious on what it would be like for the actual leagues. I saw the NFL. Of course, the NFL been coming out with a lot of uh, very formal statements about in maintaining the integrity in their league. You know, they don't want a Paul Crew moment to come in, you know, longest yard type thing, throwing games on money. But, you know, as people who love sports and like to throw a few shekels responsibly here and there, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about this. And I, and I think it's in, mm-hmm. within our rights. I mean, fuck, if you want to put a little bit of money, if you got a problem, I mean, people have alcohol problems. We don't make that illegal. So I, I really have no problem with it. I'm actually pretty pumped. And yeah, that's kind of my bit on it. Yeah, I'm. A, I love. I love it, man. I'm. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like Quebec has some like weird rules on that. I don't know exactly what they are, but uh, I like. I love betting on sports. Uh, I hate betting on sports when I bet on the Raptors because they're the worst fucking team to place bets on <laughs> in the history of fucking sports to ever exist. Because they can beat the fucking Cavs one game and then they can go and lose to the fucking Atlanta Hawks and Jonas Valanciunas can score 30 points in the first quarter and not play for the rest of the fucking game. Yeah, you, you so, got to stop betting on J, JV uh, rebounds, man. Fucking guy. <laughs> He's so inconsistent. But overall, I think it's great. I think for the leagues as a whole, it'll be awesome because it just, it just like, like sometimes you're just like at home chilling and you're like, oh, this is kind of like a shitty game. Maybe I'll throw five bucks on it and make it interesting <laughs> yeah. and get some more, some more viewers. And I think for the leagues, like, I mean, if you're getting paid like some of these athletes are getting paid right now and you're throwing games, like you're just like a loser on so many levels because you're fucking making enough money. And if you're not making enough money, then you're not good enough to make an impact anyways. <laughs> so whatever, you know, but yeah, like if I, I yeah, I think it's, my- uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I always bet like the Kentucky Derby every year, even though I know nothing about horse racing. And I like to I like to throw a few dollars on golf because it has great odds and golf's a little bit more boring to watch unless you got some money on a few guys. Oh, fucking golf! Yeah, yeah, dude, golf is a fantastic game. I don't watch golf. I like it for b-ball, little footy ball when your fantasy team sucks. Oh yeah, that's great. Betting the Super Bowl is like a classic, but I think it's oh yeah, I think it's the most overbet uh, sporting event. Yeah, because you get to do. You also get to do like there's like I put. I think I had like thirty different bets this year. (laughs) I had like three bets on the coin toss. Who's gonna win the coin toss? If it's gonna be heads or tails, it's almost usually heads. You're like Barney Stinson, man, just betting on every prop. Yeah, it's fun. I had a good Super Bowl. But there's like there's certain props like last year in the Super Bowl. There's a prop, like a first quarter prop under a certain amount of points. And historically, the Patriots in the Super Bowl never score points. So I was like, oh, this seems like a great bet, a great line. <laughs> Fucking explosion happens, like a million points in the first quarter. <laughs> so yeah, be, just be responsible for the for those listening. Don't go, don't go crazy in that. All right, let's let's close it off here with a little uh you know, we big old Rusterino mentioned earlier about uh, Tencent. Uh one of their divisions, they make a lot of those um iPhone games that Jimmy plays religiously. Oh God! (laughs) I feel like their main one, you know, they are a Chinese-based company, so I don't know if 
Is it Clash of Kings, their main one, or is it... Uh, oh, good lord. All right. Is that it? How about or? this? Hey. How about this? <laughs> okay. All right. I will give you 200 points. I don't want points. Why don't you uh, be, be a man and finish your beer if I get it right? Okay. Fine. He get, hesitantly says ch- yes. I will chug the rest of my beer. It's like nothing left. This is horse crush. Four ten cent games. Ah, oh, I can't. I only know Cat Clash of Kings, man. I okay, can't. Well, you're wrong. Oh, it's not I even play, one of them. I play Clash Royale. That's what I meant. Yeah, I, I'm a big Supercell fan. Supercell is one of their subsidiaries. Clash Royale. There's Clash of Clans, not Clash of Kings. Okay. Potato. Tomato. Um. League of Legends, which you know. I've uh, never played it. I've never played it either. That's not a Supercell one. Then there's Boom Beach, and one that I'm super into right now, like like crazy into. I'm crazy into Clash Royale, but I'm also crazy into Brawl Stars. If you check out Brawl Stars, OMG. That sounds you actually like, pretty cool. It's cool. You get like a little joystick with your left thumb, and then you shoot your gun with the right one, and you just kind of walk around, and there's like... You know, like capture the flag style, like, like you know, last man standing style, all sorts of stuff, and like, oh wow, is it good? I can just, I can just play these. That does sound pretty dope. Almost as good That's as nice. Pokemon, but oh, Pokemon. you know, yeah, I think it's kind of interesting now. We have all these kind of mobile games, and especially with like Fortnite now, which I also haven't played, but everyone else plays it. Which is kind of like a free multiplayer game you can play online. And I noticed in Activision and EA's kind of sales that they, on their conference calls, they had mentioned those games. You know, they weren't too worried about it, but I guess it is getting people off of their Xboxes and Playstations. And people are gaming in different fashions. If we get VR coming out, maybe that'll affect it a bit. So maybe a little shift in the gaming industry. Although, perhaps it's just getting bigger and bigger, and we won't see I, any adverse effects. Personally, like, I, I think, like, yeah, like, a little bit here and there will take away from some of those, like, actual video games. But I think that, like, like when I, when I play these games, when I see a lot of people play these games, there's, like, it, they're, like, daily check-ins, you know? Like, oh, you have a war with your clan, so you check in and, and battle. Or, like, you know, I like, sometimes... I'm, like, it, like, I want to go to, I want to be in bed, but I don't want to go to bed, but I don't want to start watching something. So I'll play a little bit of Clash Royale, get some battles in 20 minutes and then call it a night. You know, I think like Metro gate, like when you're on the Metro subway on the bus, like if you have like that internet going on on your phone, like they're great, great time to play those games. And I think that they're not taking away from like PlayStation, Xbox and stuff like that, but I think they're finding new ways to like to like new times in the day where people can play these games. Like you can't bring your PlayStation on the bus. Although with Nintendo Switch, I've played FIFA FIFA on the fucking plane. So that that's pretty that's pretty innovative. I like it. I like that yeah, a lot. Very good. Yeah. Anyways, uh I don't know if everyone's heard but uh Johnny Football is now living in Hamilton, so I got to go show him around town tonight, take him out to a few sober places and uh we're going to light it up. You know, I'm going to show them how it's done in Toronto here. So nice. I got to get out of here. Why don't you sign us off and uh, yeah. we'll catch you guys this next This is Jimmy. Week. I'm going to finish the last sip of uh, of this beer. Hold on a sec. Final verdict. Uh, give it your stamp, your approval stamp.
I mean, it tastes great. I'm drunk. <laughs> Six bucks. I feel great. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Right. I'm going to go eat some dinner so I can sober up a little. Get to bed at a reasonable hour. So, from all of us here, the business boys, you guys have a great week. And I'll check you later. We'll see you next time. Peace out, guys. Peace.